0: Hello. My guest today is best known as the season 10 runner-up on NBC's America's Got Talent. Please welcome to the check drop comedian Drew Lynch. Thank What's you, up, Drew.
1: Hey buddy, How are you, thanks sir? for having me. i was living living the dream, man.
0: <laughs> I can see the excitement in your face. Yeah, you see it. <laughs> So, uh, so people that are watching, uh, Drew and I, uh, we kind of we got a little bit of history in the uh, in the NACA world. So, um, Drew kind of, you would say, I would say, kind of got some stripes, some comedy stripes, working the college market. Um, <laughs> you know, you kind of learned a lot from that, I, I assume, and and how to uh, do your jokes on the road and travel. Yeah. Yeah,
1: it's crazy, man. I like the the, the uh Naka is like its own bubble. I don't know how much you've talked about that on 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 here. I'm sure. Sh- not a whole lot, but I mean, you, I mean, this is your
0: show yeah. too, man. So just to, uh I'd love to hear all about your uh yeah. your, your comedy
1: woes and <laughs> That's our uh, comedy woes. Oh, man, <laughs> we only have an hour. Um yeah, I, like it's crazy. The summit booth was one that was like revered. I remember, I, I I remember that. Like you guys always had like a booth that 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 was like banging. You know, when I first started, it was like I think I was, uh, you know, we, we, you know, I I I would go to NACA with uh, my manager at the time, and then there's really no, there's really no, um, there's no experience like like it. Like you would do NACA is like a college. Um, it's where colleges go to like book entertainment that they want to have for the year. So as an entertainer, um, that's where you go to, 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 to whore your soul and uh, for $900 um, and plus (laughs) plus travel. And uh, it, like it the it, i remember summit being just like oh that was like the that that was like the comedy roster you know what i mean like yeah. there was just so many people that you guys always you, 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 there there were so many people that were in the booth and then um you guys had a number of agents that were like tag teaming the whole situation so you guys had a full like full blown operation meanwhile like we had like we had papers and, and tape and shit that took to put our booth together. And, um, and it was, it's, 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 it's such a weird, uh, it's, it's a weird way to try and break into like, uh, what, uh, comedy.
0: Well, I appreciate the, uh, the plug and, and the, uh, and the, you know, the good, the good, the good words, whatever. So, uh, you know, I've been doing it for a long time, 22 years now. So I, I figured out a few, uh, um, you know, I figured out all the bumps in the road, I guess, and kind of you know, you know, ironed them out as best as possible to make make this work. And then once you get it all figured out, COVID nineteen pops. The in head and, That's right. And, there's is. that. Yeah. So I mean, and you get to a point where you know you can't do your job, which is weird. So you know, yeah, my my. Uh, my uh, one of my go-to lines with my kids, and I've said this on the podcast, is expect the unexpected. And I tell that to my kids all the time, just to kind of prep them for the world, and you know, make sure you have enough money in the bank and all that stuff. And then when your uh, when your oldest child goes expect the unexpected, dad, and throws it back in your face, it's a yeah, it's that's a joy.
1: <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure I yeah. hurts.
0: So yeah, so you were yeah you were with um, Barbara Holiday, who was your manager and agent, I guess at the time. Um, um, yes, during that whole, yeah. yeah, I always, I always thought it was funny that, uh, Barbara always had, um, a lot of comedians that she was always looking for that. Um, I guess that, that hook, um, and yeah. not to say that, not to say that your comedy is a hook, but there was, there yeah. was, uh, the, the, she had Samuel Comroe who had the, um, mm-hmm. Uh, Tourette's and you had um, your stutter and she had Josh blue at one time from at cerebral palsy. So I was kind of yeah. just poked, poked the bear and, and to laugh at her say, yeah,
1: yeah. And, and, and like, she's uh, um, to her, to, uh, to her credit, she's got like, you know, she runs kind of like a, she, um she runs kind of a college marketing class. And so, you know, they are really good about, um, I guess kind of developing what it is that, 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 that you uh uh that you that, that you can have that i guess brands you and and not that that's any for any reason for why you should target comedy as something to uh, to do but if there is something that is um i guess particularly unique then now that that that's something that um it, it, and especially if it has something that comes from a level of uh diversity if there's like a diverse element or even adversity to it then uh that can um that can uh that can work in for uh you know not just the college market but uh you know I, they're they're you know like you think about it now like there's so many people who you know like even like burke Kreischer was telling me like that so many people like just love the fact that you know he's got his you know he's got like he's performed shirtless you know and he's yeah. got like you, know, you just got no shirt, and that's how, like, you know, that's how you kind of marketed it is, uh, uh last of even the billboards that I had seen. And, you know, you, you, it, it's um, –
0: it's, well, yeah, it's definitely it's, a marketable quality. Just something so different from like, hey, who's that? Who's that comedian that's you know has no shirt on, so just stand yeah. out in a sea of comedians. I mean, yeah, that's kind of brilliant. It worked out for him that way. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so.
1: I mean, Bert's, yeah, Bert's a great storyteller, and he's a funny guy too. But it's just it's interesting how like you know I was talking about I was I was talking about this with uh, my my girlfriend, and you know I've had a lot. I feel like I've had a lot of progress with my speech over the years, and um, uh, it used to be a uh, it used to be a thing that it used to be a thing that i would um joke a lot about and then i never wanted it to uh be seen as like a a, a crutch or the thing that was uh i would be most known for i always wanted it to be about the work so um you know i, I kind of uh i just moved my focus of so, like the, it's still something that to be addressed and it's still definitely part of my um, past and my journey, and there's a lot of positives I think that came from that 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 injury that had forced me to even start comedy in the first place. But um, at the same time, you know, you sometimes can change with this uh, kind of love hate affinity for what it is that someone might even know you for, and that and that that can extend to bodies of work too. Sometimes people can be like, "Hey, I saw you on this." You know, I saw I, I saw you on Disney when you were nineteen, and you're like, "Oh, please don't, please, like, I, <laughs> please don't say that." You know, so uh, there's a there's, yeah, there's a lot of things that can you know creep up on you from your past.
0: Yeah, well, um, well, since you brought it up, um, I was gonna do it later on in the show, but um, the, so tell the uh, the world uh, your your story. I mean, I believe. Uh, you would not, you had just started stand up, or you were like the a doorman at Flappers or something? And then, yeah, I, you, sorry, tell sorry, your injury sorry. story, I guess, basically, how you oh, became sure. like into and in,
1: with with your uh stutter. Chuck's like, How did you, how did you, how did you break? Where are you? How did it happen? Uh, <laughs> what's your, what's your IPO? Uh, yeah, I, um, I was working, at, uh, 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 I was working at uh, a comedy club where I was the doorman, and I did not, I did not relish the uh, the lifestyle of comics. Like I spent a lot of time being, uh, I guess, a, a, around a lot of them, and they were a lot of them were friends of mine. But it wasn't like something that I wanted to pursue I was more interested in pursuing um uh acting and I thought that that it was like the perfect night job so I could have my days free to audition and um uh and and not get called back and stuff like that and um uh they had a softball team and I I, I joined the softball team and I was playing shortstop on one of the games and uh someone fucking smacked balls right towards me and um it, i had taken a grounder to the throat that i didn't feel so badly but i also didn't i i didn't think it was gonna like i didn't think it was a huge deal but when i had fallen i uh, hit my head on the ground and um the way my the way everybody at the the, the way everybody at flappers would t- tells me is that i was acting super weird after that like they put me on the bench and. Like, I don't remember much of that day. All I remember was uh, uh, um, I had to, they said that I had to work like later that day. And I, so I went into work and, um, uh, they said that I was acting weird then, so they sent me home. And um, I guess I that whole time I had a concussion, and I went home and, and I went to sleep on the concussion. I woke up the next day, and my speech was all messed up. my My motor skills weren't working properly. And when was uh, the first
0: time you knew uh, you kind of came to? Because you said you didn't remember the actual incident. It was the first uh, time yeah, you kind of remember.
1: I remember like, I have like little, uh, still images that I can remember of. Like, I remember, I weirdly remember being on the bench. I weirdly remember some guy who was not like, he was like, like league mandated to be there who might've been like medical. And he, uh, uh, I think he asked and, uh, how I, how I was and, um, I remember my roommate, the net, uh, uh, I remember my roommate, um, was the one to tell my parents that something was weird. And, uh, and then he took me to the hospital and yeah, man, the whole thing was just like such a blur and it wasn't, it, 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 it the only thing that was really freaking me out was the way everyone else was reacting. I wasn't like, it was like, uh, you know, uh, it, it, it was, um, it was definitely, strange but it wasn't like one of those things that hit and int- it, it doesn't really register until just so much later like yeah especially after they given me the recovery time of you know two weeks just give it two weeks and you know y- 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 you should be better and and by the way you know over the years i've certainly improved but at that time it was just uh it was it it, it was so much more pronounced and and and, and it's been almost um nine year, ten years since that happened and that was when uh my representation on the acting side of things wasn't as interested because you know how are they going to market or get someone in the door who you couldn't really get through the lines or anything and
0: right.
1: um so was that was stutter,
0: was the stutter evident the very next morning like you woke up and you're like what the fuck
1: Yeah. Yeah. That was, yeah. And that's what, that, that, uh, that's what they had told, like my roommate had told me. And, um, I was in the hospital for, uh, a few days and I remember, um, I remember like, right. I remember feeling like, uh, never like I was going to like tell it on stage, but just remember feeling like I'll write down everything that's happening. Um, so I can, uh, tell it to someone because this is a freak thing and whenever this is over I want to be I want to be a, I, I want to be able to remember what it is that I can remember and um and then stand-up just kind of became the the outlet which was really uh which had a which had a cool way of unearthing itself because comics are already like a bunch of misfits and I never really saw myself as I guess that I guess I had always seen myself as just you know that was that was like in the periphery never really like the focus and then when well, being happened,
0: working at flappers I guess it was kind of you know by osmosis right the next 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 thing just to kind of fall right into it right
1: yeah yeah it was just having some encouragement from uh, a lot of the guys who hung around there to do it and I think I remember my first mic that I went on stage to to uh, to, uh, to talk about it. Um, uh, what was the timeline was, uh, on that? How long after um, the accident? I think it was well. My first show was like two months after that, or three, or uh, yeah, like two months after. Like first show, show was like two months after that. But the first time I did like a mic was like maybe a month after the injury, maybe a little bit more than a month after the injury, okay. and. Um, I remember it was just like, uh, just, um, just a mic that was there. And it wasn't, it, uh, it wasn't like it was anything spectacular. It was just, I feel like me going and talking about, uh, the, the, the injury and talking about working the door, uh, and how frustrating that was. And while things were, um, while things were very, uh, while like, well, things weren't as necessarily hitting, like oh my goodness, this is just so polished, this is the best. It was still, I think, evident to a lot of the comics that were in the audience that I was going through something, and I think there was a lot of empathy that that was put per- um, forth on their part, just because it it, it it was it was very present in the room how uh, how em- how em- uh, emotional like feel like I was and how vulnerable I feel like I was being just because I was very embarrassed by it. I didn't know how it was going to go. And, um, and, uh, and it was, a, and it ended up being a blessing because, um, not only did it lead to some other opportunities that combined with, you know, kind of working my ass off to try and make that happen. But, um, it's, uh, you know, it, in a really unique way, it kind of teaches you joke structure or at the very least to like, Trim everything off of the joke that you don't really need, so you can have a sense of, you know, brevity um, to 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 the joke. So,
0: All right. So, how did that transfer into? like uh, say you going in the college market, was that Sam Comro kind of pulling you under his wing? Because, um, I mean, my my first thought is you doing doing that, that little mic that lines the bar right by, behind flappers, and I can see you getting up there, and then I can see Barb going, oh, my gosh, I got another one. I got, got another hook yeah. comedian. It, so.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was just, it was the whole, like, er, er, I mean, Barb was kind of... You know, a little standoffish to it um, uh, because I was her empl- employee first, not really okay. her client. So, I was an I was an excellent doorman, with the exception of you know talking to people and doing my job. How long were you a
0: doorman before that happened?
1: Uh, a, a year, a year, okay. yeah. And um and then uh, yeah, and then you know, Barb, she kind of goes full. She goes, she goes. She goes full ham when she finds something that she, you know, wants to and then I think I had submitted uh for the college market the first the fir- the first time and I didn't get anything back and then um I changed the video and uh somehow that fall I think I ended up getting um I ended up getting uh some uh like some auditions some called some NACA auditions I think for like the northeast and then the west and then I think shortly after that was when uh Bo, uh, uh Bo Burnham found my very first show like the show that I was telling you about that I did like two months later he Bo tweeted that out and then I got to go like do a run with him and open for him on the uh, on the road and that was just like an, an experience unlike any other and actually nice. he and I one of the one of the, one, one of the shows that we did was The Vic in Chicago and um I the Vic was the last show I got to do before that I I sold and uh uh and, and that and that was the last show I did before um uh before covid so okay. it was really kind of a, it was really kind of a nice little send off before you know the end of for your break. Live, live entertainment, yeah. Before your comedy um, break. Yes, yeah. So, um, so well, that was kind you, of an interesting trajectory.
0: When you submitted to uh, NACA, so young in your career, um, I mean, how much time did you have at that time? Like, oh boy, because you mean, didn't have an hour, obviously. I mean. No. Do you feel yeah. that you were premature in submitting to that uh, realm and uh, jumping into that market before you were ready? I
1: feel, I, I feel like you are projecting right now, Chuck, and it hurts. Um, <laughs> Maybe I like a you're like, I mean, you think you are ready now. Yeah. I, have
0: a, I have a spotlight on everybody. I, you know, I, I ask my questions. So, um,
1: yeah, uh, I think so. I think uh, you know. It was. It was. It. It. it, it It's definitely, um, I had, I don't know, maybe, maybe 20 minutes. That was maybe 20 minutes or 30 minutes in that first year. And again, like I'm talking at such a, uh, uh, uh such a it's such a different wavelength of speed so it's not even like it could, 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 could count as whatever an actual 20 minutes is so we even know right. what that is i don't even know the math on that i don't know the conversion of stutter five minutes to <laughs> an hour and 10 i don't know what it is
0: yeah well um, i'll re- rephrase the question then um like all right so you got your first naka showcase you, I assumed, uh, did great in your 10 minute showcase and then was booked to go to said colleges. Um, how did that first one go when colleges typically, it's just you? It's not an MC yeah. feature headliner. Yeah. It's, just, it's just you yeah. going in, typically doing 50 minutes to an hour. Yeah. How did that yeah. first one go? Did you have to do an hour? Did you rise to the occasion? Did you bring somebody with you to
1: fill the time? so i did it i did it just by myself and i remember the college it was in um hartford Connecticut. Connecticut. it was in hartford and i remember uh what i would do is i would write jokes about like i would look up the school i would look up the school's history um i would i would look up things about the area and then The night before on the play ride, leading on the plane ride, leading up to everything, I would write 10, 15 minutes just about the area. And so that would help kind of supplement that additional to getting to that 45. And then, and then, you know, that compounded with uh, 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 some, some interactive moments that can happen because there's sometimes. Like, you know, they're college students, so it, you know, when I was as young as I was at that time, there's also like a bit of familiarity in terms of our demographics. So it didn't feel like I, it didn't feel like it wasn't necessarily, uh, totally unrelatable, but, uh, it, how old were you when you went, uh,
0: to NACA your first time?
1: Oh man. 21, 21. Okay.
0: Yeah. So you're right there in the pocket Um, with them. So,
1: yeah. So, you know, uh, and I remember I like, it, it was actually kind of a beautiful moment because I didn't, I like it, I don't even remember how it went. I don't think it went great. I don't think it went bad. Um, but I do remember one of the jokes that I found out was that the college I was performing at what the guy who invented basketball went there. And I ended up, writing something where like i was like i wonder how he came up with it like he was just writing ideas and he's like no that's not good and then he threw it and then or whatever and good, like really. a silly little thing that that and now i and now i close with that everywhere i go um it's easily my best joke um and uh it's 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 uh it, it was one of those things it was one of those things where like he I was just like, oh, I can, I could, I could maybe make this work. So, I yes, I agree that it was like premature, but it's also one of those things where, um, when an opportunity happens, you have to kind of condition yourself to rise to that occasion rather than just like, being like ah, oh, so, you know, you gotta work as hard right. as you can. Trial by um, fire,
0: right? I mean, especially yeah. if you—I mean—it's a profitable business uh, to be in that college market. So yeah, if you can get your foot in the door and do just that, and it's funny that you say that because uh, uh, next week we have a uh, Jesse Campbell on my uh, on the podcast, and and uh, she's been on my college roster for a long time. And, and the very first time, like I I met her, I was like, hey, do you have an hour? I need you to do an hour. She's like, yeah, I absolutely, got an hour. And she did not have an hour, but yeah. that's just a the thing—the whole so rising. Did. Rising to the the occasion, she knew that when she got submitted for the showcase, she still had six nine months before that first college because usually the book that far in advance, you know. So, so yeah. So. Yeah,
1: and and it's and yeah, and it's 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 like um, it's also like uh, I worked so hard, like I worked and like every day that I because I worked at I worked at the comedy club at night, and then um every day I woke up. And uh, I think I think it was like I woke up at 8 a.m. and I went to a coffee shop and then after the coffee shop was like, hey, like, you know, you can't be here. Then I would get like you got you know, to I didn't have much money, but I bought like a thing and I was there for a long time. And then and when that when that kind of like when I felt like when I felt like that that didn't have any. I I couldn't come up with any, any more ideas there. I would move. I would like go to like a uh, like a cigar bar or something. Something about cigar bars. Like I wouldn't even smoke, but it like something about it just makes me feel very productive. Um, okay. So then I would write, I would spend, yeah, four hours, six hours, almost every day that I, and then I would go right from there to working and then trying whatever it was at the, at the mics that were there. So, um, it was a nice little, uh, uh, starting ground for, for where I was able to get up to doing, you know, uh, longer shows. Gotcha.
0: So when did that pivot into, uh, you know, get, work, working with Sam because you guys, uh, Sam Camaro, you and I did. Uh, you and uh, he did a lot of uh, colleges together. You, um, uh, I don't know who uh, branded the uh, the the phrase um, uh, "preferred parking" comedy tour, but that was really. I that in the was. Good.
1: I think that was. Yeah, I think that was our manager.
0: Yeah, because that was huge in the college market. I mean, the. I mean, you checked the, the boxes. Although I just thought it was the funniest thing that near the one of your disabilities that you got preferred parking with. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. So, it was, but it was yeah. just the 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 whole concept, when you had the logo with the, the little handicap uh, sticker. But like, yeah, it 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 was very huge in the college market. I was a little jealous when was, oh, <laughs> I was like, yeah. oh, that's something I can get behind. So, so
1: that's funny. yeah. It's um, it was cool. We got to do like uh like a, a, a nationals that way, and nationals is like such a big thing. Like that's where all the that's where everybody goes um for the showcases. And uh, I remember that was where we met. Like, oh, I think her name is Mary Lambert. She had that song with like Macklemore at the time, and then yes. there were like other yeah. There, like she was on I the was, roster. I was backstage with
0: you and uh, Sam and her, and yeah. yeah, we're all just hanging out but that that particular day as well.
1: I remember that. Yeah, yeah, and so I, I, I like I thought that that was like such a cool uh such a cool thing but like even showcases like like and it's also such a weird thing because everyone's rate like for what they make is just public not like it's public knowledge it's so crazy i mean it's a it's a it's unlike i mean the only thing i guess i could equate it to on such a smaller scale is that um uh uh like when you look up salaries of like athletes and you're like wow that's a million dollar you know for whatever it is right. they do like it's like it's crazy to think like I remember seeing like some of the other comedians um who were on the roster and like they are their their rate was like you know 15k or like 17k for like one gig or whatever and I just yeah. I remember just feeling like that's that's something to really strive uh uh for and you know a lot of that is supplemented by you know whatever credits that they're doing on the right. on the scene elsewhere. so it, it's a it's a it, it, it and also as you've seen like like we were talking about you know just before we kind of started the podcast was um like the sh- showcases are so weird because they it, you never know who you're going in front of or 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 behind. And I remember, I think one of our worst sets was, uh, we had to, we had to go up after like a, a, a slam poet and she was amazing. She was like, she was so good, but everything she was talking about was just so heavy and like, it was yeah. so heavy. She was, and, and, um, we had to go up afterwards and it was just like, eh, right. The timing is, timing is everything.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: And, um, so yeah, so that's 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 uh, that's that was uh, something that was, uh, I guess, your introduction. And then like your world kind of grows from from uh, the college uh, market. Like, for you can only do, you know I remember feeling like oh I, I want to get the most colleges or I want to get to a point where the the rate can get up and then. Um, And then you know uh, it's its own little community, uh, and then you've got like clubs as well. And clubs is a whole different, uh, is a whole different beast. You know, Um, I don't know if you are you you're repping people who are running clubs as well. I'm sure, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, and those deals sometimes are they're a little bit different than colleges because they are a lot. They're based on attendance, and they're based on. Uh, you know, sales. So Right.
0: Yeah. So it's, it, it's a whole unique market. I mean, I mean, even you just mentioned like the price tags and such. And I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, people, people that are listening and are watching um, that you literally go into a conference and, and everybody's looking at a, a trade show, uh, I guess um, um, sheet with all the prices listed right there in front of them. So, yeah. so Drew's right. You can, you can look at a comedian that might be $20,000 and, but eat shit in the showcase, and then another comedian just go in for a thousand dollars and murder and get yeah. like a hundred dates out of it. So yeah. I mean, those conferences I've seen like just totally like, um, like make people. I mean, I had yeah. Cristela, I had Cristela Alonso on here uh, a couple months ago, and she she absolutely knows yeah. that NACA put her on them. It saved her life. She said. I mean, yeah. she's like, I went out and made you know a couple hundred thousand dollars in one year. I had. Two nickels to my name, and she went to the the NACA National in Charlotte and got you know a hundred plus dates, and she cried. She was like, "Yeah, I, I don't know what to do with all this money, and like it's it's a dream come true." I remember that. I remember that too.
1: That was you know that was before she had gotten uh, you know her show and uh, you know specials and everything, and right. uh, yeah, she yeah she cleaned house, and she and and she's like a you know. She is a very powerhouse of a performer, so um, that combined with the fact that she's got a uh, very interesting background and um like i remember her coming up with uh because like uh, 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 they have it listed as well they also have how many dates that you've got because that's right. the way other colleges can route you and right get. so the, get yeah there's out. a
0: there's a block booking board so every talent or student yeah. or agent can all go there and either be happy or sad <laughs>
1: Or devastated, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And so, yeah, that's great. I mean, that's great too. Cristal is a great example. She was, she was someone who, yeah, and consistently at the, at, the, at the showcases from uh, from what I remember. And I just remember, like, at that time, um, the the world of clubs, it, it just it didn't even it like only being on, on on both sides now. Like, am I really able to see just the the differences and the pluses and minuses of both?
0: Yeah. Were you doing many clubs during that time or were you just kind of leaning more uh, on uh, either working when you were home and then doing colleges?
1: Yeah, it was mostly colleges that supplement. Like I remember budgeting. This is the way I had to do it was uh, one, uh, I, I was just like, I have to be able to average uh, a college a month in order to just like sustain. And in the meantime, what I would end up doing is I would call. Um, clubs that were in the area like if they were within an hour or two hours and i would pay to stay an extra night after the college and see if i could go do like a guest spot and that sometimes was a credit that you could carry was just like oh he's doing a college in the area let him like let him do five minutes and um yeah
0: a lot of a uh, lot of comics did that that was a great you know springboard into just that like hey well you know this got me the money that i can you know be here for the you know compensate for that week so
1: yeah and so what 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 you would end up balancing it is like i said if i ended up doing a college a month that that could help but but if i did like if i got lucky and i could do like two or more colleges a month then i could take on a feature date where i would just go and feature at wherever club that i could maybe get booked at by based on based on the guest set and um and uh, I would lose money on those gigs because you know feature sets are you know $100 a hundred dollars set if you're you know if you're lucky, and then they sometimes will, will 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 supply a condo or a hotel. So for what it costs to go do the gig, you know it's uh, it's just you're you're weighing the cost benefit there. We are just like I, I want time, I want the relationship with the club so I can eventually headline here, and. Uh, and then, you know, you'll take the loss for the for the expenses. So
0: nice. Well, let's pivot a bit. I, I, I really want to hear the story from start to, to finish as far as uh, America's Got Talent. I mean, because that was a huge uh, bump in your career. I mean, it puts you on the map. I mean, you know, I see people in the chat here that, you know, talking about the golden buzzer and such. Um, walk everybody through the, the process of auditioning did you have to audition or did you get yeah. a fast pass uh, just a yeah'd
1: love to hear your story on that absolutely absolutely I auditioned a year before I auditioned when I got on so I, I so I auditioned twice in the years I auditioned and I got I got nothing I think that was 2014 and so I got I, I didn't get anything and then in 2015 I remember it very vividly because the audition was held in LA and it was the day after Valentine's day. So I was hung over. I remember that. <laughs> and I don't, I don't, I don't rage by any means, but it was just whatever. You're out with your girlfriend and we had champagne and, you know, I, and I remember waking up at, uh, I think it was something absurd 5 AM or 4, four thirty AM. And, um, I, uh, went to the auditions and I got there at like six or seven. The sun was not like the sun was not even up and there was, uh, already like a hundred people. And, uh, so then I went and I auditioned and, uh, went for like, I, I I was lucky enough to get seen, but I I don't even think I was seen before noon. I maybe before noon. And And this is just the cattle call thing. Yeah. This is just the, yeah, this is just the cattle call and uh it's it's a very i don't know how they do it now but it is a very weird process because they group you with 10 with a group of maybe 10 to 15 other performers of not just other comedians it's other performers and you the person you're auditioning for is like um a, a Perpendicular to you, you're not supposed to audition for them. Like as they say, you're supposed to audition for the people who are also auditioning. So it is the weirdest. Like they become like your audience, even though they're your also your competitors. It's the, and
0: this is just I, in front of like a production assistant or
1: obviously? yeah yeah okay. yeah so yeah someone who yeah who is they're a producer on the show and uh, I remember I remember I remember my audition and like it's a, when you're in holding just before the audition, um, everyone is kind of doing their, their talent. So whatever it is that they're, they're practicing it. They're juggling. If a, yeah. If you're a juggler or if you're a dancer or flame throwing. yeah, yeah. Whatever it is, your thing, they're all practicing. So as a, as a comedian, like you're just kind of there, you're just kind of hoping that like whatever you say can really wow them and you can get somewhere. And, um, my audition was not going well in about you're supposed to audition for, I think a minute. And I think for the first, uh, you know, 40 seconds of it, it's not like, they're not laughing because it's are They don't want you. They don't, I don't think they want you to succeed, but the producer was. So I just kind of addressed that. And I, and, and it, uh, I ended up just like turning to, audition directly for the producer because I think I just by calling it like what it was, I was like, well, this isn't going well for us. So I think I'm going to, you know, change out whatever audiences or I'm gonna move you know, uh yeah. and did you pull an
0: I, audible and change the material or did you stick to what the yeah. what you were planning on doing? Yeah. Okay. I changed okay. the
1: material as well because I think the material almost became secondary to how funny the moment was. And then I think at the same time there was a girl in the next room who was like belting like opera and then I started kind of riffing on that and then that was became funny to the producers and to the producer and uh then she said thanks and then the the security guard was like all right she'll let you know if you know if they want to call you everybody go home and of course as you know that means um that means no so i kind of left and then the guy like he like snuck up behind me and he was like hey hey but you were great she wants to see you like he like whispered it it was such a weird <laughs> it was like hey but you stay i was like all right are we are we we're gonna tickle it was so funny and uh Then she had me come back in just her and I by myself. And she just kind of talked to me about my story. And then she passed me along to another room where I auditioned. And then they passed me along to another room where I had to fill out paperwork on my, on on my backstory and sign some release forms. And then that, I think after that room, they send you to the nine producers who are all, you know, they all have their laptops up and they're really trying to figure out how they're going to cast the season and who they want. And, it was kind of the same thing. It was just like I. Now, do you kind feel? Of like,
0: do you feel? Sorry to interrupt, but do you feel yeah. that your uh, your backstory really kind of uh, propelled you into that next stat? It's like moving up that ladder. Um, because because I mean, everybody always says like, hey, man, "What's your story?" Like, wait, I have a talent. And like, no, but what's the story? I mean, because it feels like I mean, it's TV and it's rea- yeah. reality TV, so they have to whether it's real or contrived, you know, backstories. There's yeah. always somebody on there telling that story ahead of time. Nobody just goes out there and is like, oh, my gosh, that guy is hilarious. Or it's, yeah. he or she is amazing at what she does. It's always like, well, here, let's start with this story first. So. Yeah,
1: exactly. And I think, like, it's uh, – they know what they're doing. They're really, really great at, uh, at, at – that's why they're, you know, their number one show for as long as they are. Like, they're they, – they know how to uh, cultivate a good story and for – for, for my situation fortunately it wasn't one that was like too much of a, 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 a reach i was i was very honest with uh my story and my and my journey up to that moment and i felt um i i i felt like they also could appreciate the fact that i was being silly and, and also making jokes that uh, uh Seem to be going over well um yeah by that time so by that time by that room you've already you, auditioned like two or three times so by then you're kind of warm you're kind of like whatever goes like by this point i was just of it, it didn't even feel like a hill meter anymore i just kind of felt like all right let's just this is insane you're sending me to different rooms let's just keep doing this you know I, and, and um and being able to you know kind of improvised based on whatever the moment was things like that so um to answer your question i think uh i think i was i was i was happy with um, the way that they told my story because uh, they were able to give a full depiction or a full, a full person to the jokes um uh, which is kind of nice because then you really get to know someone with how very limited uh, how very limited you are in the screen time that you have because I think they only give you 90 seconds, maybe two minutes. And meanwhile, you know, it gets weird because sometimes a magician's act or uh, trick takes eight minutes or takes five minutes, you know. And so it's very, uh, it's, it, it, was, it was very interesting. And then when I got through that whole thing, they filmed with me a little bit that day and then they called me a few days later and said we want you to audition for the judges in a month in New Jersey and I was like ah New Jersey I, 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 I will not be doing it um, just kidding and then they, uh, and then they said uh, uh, so yeah then I did the, the actual audition so you have so many
0: auditions before you actually get to audition uh, I don't know what happened to your sound but uh, your sound sounds like you're in a can all of a sudden but, uh,
1: oh no really <laughs>
0: I don't know if you need to be closer. Hello. Oh, um. Uh, we'll 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 muscle through it. So so uh. All right. So so then you so you fly out to Jersey for the next step.
1: Yeah. Um. Oh, so you. So I, is that better now? Yes. Yes. Perfect. Um. So uh. Yeah. So I flew out to Jersey and um. Then then yeah they filmed with me. Uh, like a day before and then the audition and then the golden buzzer thing like was a huge I mean a huge uh, surprise like it he, they had explained it kind of before they had said like it's possible that a judge can want to do that and send you directly to the live shows and um, for Howie to do that you know for me I, I was 23 at the time 24 23 and um I don't know. Did it, it carry just, more hard.
0: did it carry more weight coming from howie
1: being the comedian absolutely absolutely and knowing him more personally uh since then he, uh, yeah he 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 comes with his own uh he comes with his own baggage and his own things that he, that he deals with and um to really talk with him and learn more about uh who he has and what he's in and, and his trajectory with his career and everything that he's dealt with um it really kind of uh spoke to me on a, on a on a on a deeper level it's not just like oh here's this judge and here's someone telling you uh something just for the sake of saying it but it's someone who actually kind of experiences their own um uh, their own battles so uh yeah so, uh,
0: so obviously that just moved you on down the line. Uh, so when you get the golden buzzer, you get bypassed like for a week or two, right? Is that how that works?
1: I think so. Yeah. You, you I think you skipped like a, a, few
0: weeks. Mm-hmm. Had any comedian gotten that or has any other comedian gotten that, uh,
1: since, well, they've gotten pretty liberal. They've gotten pretty liberal with the golden buzzers lately. <laughs> I mean, there was like—I don't even know—it was like a season where it was like everyone gets one. It was like if you didn't, it was like oh, you're not—you're just not—you're not good. You're good, I you're it, not good. Yeah,
0: because I thought it was just one per uh, judge per season, right? Is that what it was? Yeah, and then they, I, I think it's so. It's not the and case then, anymore.
1: They, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't. I don't watch the show anymore. But I think that they—they uh, might have brought on some other judges. Uh, they might have brought on some other judges who were like guest judges and then those guys had those 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 people had buzzers and then I don't then they could bring on their children and you could <laughs> grandfather a buzzer, you could donate your buzzer. Um I don't know how many people had buzzers. Um but I, I, I think I think I don't I think that was the first year they were doing it. I think my year, I think, was the year where they were sending people to the lives directly. Um, okay. So uh, that was um, that was a huge thing. Also, not, not, not just because it wasn't like I didn't have the material at the time that could carry me, but things that, uh, you know, y- y- you really are, that's a huge advantage in, you know, uh, they go through like elimination rounds and judge cuts and things like that. Right. So uh, you kind of have, I guess... Um, 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 immunity up until you know some some live performances which is awesome
0: got it so when you made it so you made it to second place um were you you uh pissed that you didn't win because no comedian has ever won uh uh, right got talent so did you think that hey maybe this curse has been broken
1: yeah it's uh i i it's crazy on like Every time I advanced in the show, it was a surprise. Like I, I, I had no, I was, I had no idea. So when it got to the end and I, when we were the last two, that was the only time I ever considered or even wanted to win was in the moments before they announced the winner. Um, So, uh, yeah, it was something that I I no comedian's ever won. I don't know if a comedian ever will. Um there's just too much talent and there's too, like comedy is just something that's so so subjective. Um and uh you know, there was a little bit of like here's this guy who's a novelty act. He can he's a ventriloquist and he's um able to do so many different, you know, voices and he's got a bit of a spectacle to his thing and when you're a stand-up, you kind of just have yourself. You kind of just have what it is that you say. So um, it is an interesting thing, especially going into the live shows and you're competing with uh, very talented singers and these people who have, like, backup dancers and, like, things. And you, you just go out there with, a you know, a microphone and, you know, a, 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 a clever twist and you hope to win a show. It's very – it's 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 a little uh, – it's a little uh, – uh, uh, obtuse, so
0: yeah. <clears throat> well, you got that far, so that was. I mean, not too many comedians can say that on that show, and I, I don't know if that show still carries the weight that it did. I felt like you were in a nice sweet spot as far as the uh, uh you know, 10th season. Is that where we were? On that yeah, one? yeah, yeah. I, don't, yeah. I think they what I don't know how you said that was five years ago, yeah. So, so yeah, I think
1: they're at yeah,
0: they're like 15 or something, and yeah, uh, I mean, I. I don't know what the ratings are, but I, I have to assume that again, that more people knew kind of your back then. Like um, so, so I mean, so what? What do you feel like? What doors uh, were open for you that that weren't before? That um, I mean, did you get like just? I mean, obviously, I knew you got new management and such. Was that because of that, or like, how did all that springboard forward in your career?
1: Um, yeah, it, it it wasn't necessarily. Um, it wasn't necessarily. That that I uh, for why I got uh, new management. I think it just it, it became um, it became too much. I think for my manager um, at the time uh, to try and manage not just the live dates, but the um, not just the live appearance side of it, but you know to really kind of cultivate a, a career. Because yes, you can do live shows. For as long as you want to do live shows, but you know, you always want to have something else in the queue that you're kind of working on to, you know, truly manage uh, someone's uh, career. And um, yeah. that was kind of when that change uh, was. Uh, it, it was around that. It was around that time, but just a little bit. I think that was 2015, and my I changed was like 2016. I think is uh, is when. Um, I kind of switched over and, and, and my, you know, my agent who I've been with since then, uh, for live appearance, um, he was also at like a smaller firm that got we by, right. Is that where yeah. you are? i yep. And then Gersh now, but it was yep. a smaller, it was a smaller agency at the time. And, you know, he was definitely excited by, um, he had, I think, I, I think he had some, some questions. I don't want to say trepidation, but he had some, or hesitation, but he had some questions about and concerns about how we were gonna kind of move into a different direction. Because what, w- 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 for one thing, I, I wouldn't say I'm by any means a dirty or a filthy comedian, but family friendly is as it, America's Got Talent is as family friendly as it gets. So right. you do experience a wave of. People coming to see your shows because of the exposure of that show, and then almost expecting the exact same things that you did in, in the short amount of time that right. you got to give a Do,
0: do you have to promote percent. yourself as saying, not material not seen on America's Got Talent? I mean, <laughs> so, I mean yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, it cause is
0: that. I'm, I'm sure even to this day, you probably get people coming out going, that's not what we saw on TV. If it is a little bit more risque, I mean, how do you combat that? Do you say that up front in your show, or do you say that before they even get there, like in the like in the
1: promotions, or? Not really, because I mean, I was doing even all ages shows, which oh my goodness, I, uh, I was doing all ages shows at that one point, and 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 um, it's uh, it's one of those things that you um. Uh, like, like I said, like I, I kind of toe the line. Like I, I mean, I think I've, I think things have certainly evolved since then, um, and and fortunately. I think while some people might have initially known me from America's Got Talent, like since then, there's a whole other group of people who know me for a number of other things. So um, that is a good spot to be in, and that's this direction that I wanted to move uh, towards when I kind of met with my uh, who's my current agent now is because. like it there is also a little bit of a stigma around a lot of people who come off of that show because um they might be mis- misrepresenting themselves in, in that way and they might misrepresent themselves as say like someone as a, who has a head who is a headliner who, who has the material to fill that and then um they get there and they only have like 30 minutes so you know, or, or less you know and, like the college market <laughs> yes, talk on exactly. full circle. <laughs> it sure does. It sure does. So, but luckily, by, by, by that point, I had done some colleges, so I was able to, you know, kind of have the material under my belt. And, um, uh, uh it, yeah, it's a, it's, it's, it's something that I think they don't really prepare you for. At least when I did it, the exposure of that show is so big, and then when it's all done, the drop off is just so steep. You're just kind of like. Okay, right. you were in this—you were in this bubble where people were paying attention to you, and 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 your journey specifically geared towards that um, right. show and that competition. And then when it, once it's done, it's, kind of like,
0: it's like you're on the Titanic before it sinks, and then you're like, "Oh shit, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you gotta get me a life raft quick!"
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're kind of like you're kind of like, "What do I do now?"
0: Yeah. So um, uh, I I know we, uh, so Sam Camero had that same scenario too because. He was a very edgy comedian, and one of the reasons why I didn't – he had asked me to represent him in the college market, and I just i just didn't feel that he could pull that trigger on a consistent basis to kind of work uh, on the cleaner side. So I think he had a, a, a big hurdle, the same thing. I mean, and he's a, he's a hilarious comedian, um, but like going out into the market and just just exactly what you're saying, like you ha- they have this uh, stigma that you're thinking that you're going to be a clean comedian, and he's like, I am not. So turn, right, do not come out. Yeah,
1: yeah, and I think it's difficult to do that when you're on a show where they like they can't televise what it is that is exactly that. And and like I, I think, like I said, like I'm not far off from. Uh, I don't think I'm that far off from what would be, uh, I guess, a, a dirty comedian. And I'm not like uh, overt in that way, but uh, there's still things that I think to a lot of people, you know, um, came to, came as a bit of a surprise because I'm not, you know, I'm not Brian Regan, but, you know, I'm not Doug Stano, so.
0: Right. Well, there's a lot of people that fall in the middle of uh, those two genres right there that you mentioned. Yeah. So, So uh, yeah. I do have to ask, are you still friends with Sam?
1: Uh, he I and I don't, no, he and I don't talk anymore yeah. at all
0: what happened there? I mean, you guys were like, you know, thick as thieves uh, in the market and the college market and such.
1: Yeah. It's actually, it's actually kind of I I don't know, man. It's just, it's, it's, it's a thing that's not really talked about. I think that there was, uh, um, you know, I can't really, I can't really speak for him. I, um, but I think that there was, uh, um, you know, the timing of the wave, Things kind of unfolded, uh, you know. Could have played into, um, I guess, the end of whatever kind of petered off for what was a working uh, relationship and friendship and stuff. And um, there were some things that I had, uh, I, I, uh, I had uh, asked him to be a part of, and I, I don't know if he felt comfortable doing that. And um, it was, uh, it was just, it, it, you know, he had he, been doing it for longer and uh you know who who you know who knows people can sometimes um process things uh, differently and it's a very uh so it, it's the the industry is very arbitrary and who gets what and 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 and, and at what time and right. you know that's about as much as that I, there's nothing that i'll say uh bad about him and that's That's the way I I feel, regardless of how uh, things went down, so...
0: Was he on the season before or after you, or how does that work? Or, I, um, don't remember. I
1: think it was. Uh, I think I'm not sure. I, I I think I don't think it was before me. I think it was. So I think it was
0: it after. Was, Got it.
1: Yeah, I think. Do it you was, feel uh,
0: it was a little bit. I mean, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I mean, uh, I mean, I mean, as an outsider looking in, I mean, do you think it might have been a little the jealousy aspect? Like, hey, I carried you along, uh, you know, under my wing a little bit, and then you you get this, and
1: and. Um, I, like I said, I don't know. I can't, yeah. I, I can't, like, I, I, I don't want to put, you know, you don't put words in my mouth. I don't want to put words in his. So I, I just, right. that makes you sense. know, I, yeah, That's... everything is,
0: uh, yeah, you it know, because I know you guys were close at one time. So, um,
1: yeah. So. And I, uh, you know, I wish, I wish him the best. I wish him, no, ill will. And, um, you know, I hope things are going, go going okay. Even though this is as crazy of a year as it is. So, um, yeah it's uh but sometimes it's sometimes that's that's what happens i you know i talk i i i talk to my i talk to my girlfriend about it um sometimes and uh you know you can't really all you can all you can control is how professional you are how hard you work and trying to respect everybody regardless of the way that they view you because that's just not something you control regardless of if it's someone you work with or someone who is watching your content or your stand up and um you know that's about that, that, that. Everything else is outside of your control, and I, I truly do struggle with that because I know I'm a genuine person and I'm a I'm a I'm a kind person and I want to see other people succeed and I want to support. But uh, at the same time, sometimes that can that can get taken advantage of, or that can get that can that you know people might not feel the way the same way. It might not be reciprocated. So All right,
0: All right. I get it. So. Well, awesome, man. We're going to be uh, wrapping it up here soon. Uh, this is the the check drop, and this is the part of the show where I, I kind of let you, uh, you kind of close it out. If you want to plug something, I I'd love to uh, hear your thoughts of where you think um, you know comedy is going with uh, with COVID, and I, I do see that you got a lot of dates on your on your calendar set up. Um, you know, um, are you keep pushing dates back, uh,
1: or or are you just going to dive right in here uh, shortly? Yeah it's kind of cool like it's kind of cool like this we were talking about this break and it's been so nice i was over i was overextending myself in a huge way last year last year i did like i was gone like i don't know like 200 over like 250 days a year something stupid i did i did so many cities and you know we did like something ridiculous like i don't know like Twelve shows in Tacoma, and you know, ten shows in Indy, where I was doing like four PMs and then seven PMs and then ten PMs, and I was doing yeah. meet, meet and greets afterwards. And so it's it's like it, it's one of those things where I was just I I didn't know how to say no to to dates and to work and things. And when COVID happened, it was just such a like an intervention. Uh, you know, it was like. I realized that I wasn't even a whole person. I didn't have, like, I didn't have hobbies. I didn't have things, and um, stand-up and uh, the industry was, like, my whole world. So um, uh, it was it was a blessing, and I think a lot of comedians are realizing that, and hopefully – uh, cultivating their own online presence. Fortunately for me, that was kind of where I already directed my attention to a long time ago. So I, I I had a lot of support from stuff online anyway. So, um, uh, I, I, I know that places are open at half capacity and that might be how things have to operate for a while, but there are some positives that came from it in that like, You know, it's universal. Everything that happened this year is something we all are going through. So um, because, because, you know, if you're doing an outside show and it feels a little awkward, that's an opportunity for it to – for you to, you know – relish in that with the audience and be like this is weird but this is what it is that we have to do um and uh i think stand-up will eventually come back but it, like with anything humans evolve so the ideas evolve you know my friend preacher he's doing a a show uh on zoom that's, that's like it's a it's a it's a completely zoom show called connected which i freaking think is a is a cool thing and um, you know, schools are now doing things where people have to be outside uh, in order to study or they're getting more outdoors time. And so in another way, it's just like it's, it's very tragic, everything that's going on. And it's difficult for a lot of people. But at the same time, um, it's forcing you to be more well-rounded as a human being in, in, in what it is that, uh, you know, work isn't everything and uh, 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 being selfish isn't everything either. So.
0: All right, well, dude, well said. I couldn't uh, say anything else uh, better than that. So, anything uh, you want to plug um, before you uh, take it off?
1: oh uh, I mean, I have a podcast I do every week. It's called It's It's called Did I Stutter with uh, with two question marks and. Uh, yeah, that's, 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 that's it. Everything else is whatever. That's all just about there. So I don't give a shit.
0: Well, awesome, man. It was uh, so good uh, chatting with you and catching up with, uh, with everything and uh, kudos and all your success, man. I'm proud of Thanks, you.
1: Man. So. Thanks yeah. buddy. Yeah. I, I appreciate you having me on. That was, uh, it was fun. And wow, what a, what a, what a long, what history we have. It's been right. such a crazy journey. So
0: well, I uh, wish you luck with everything else in your career. Uh, for everybody out there watching and or listening, if you need a comedian for any of it, go to summitcomedy.com. <laughs> and, uh, Drew, we'll see you on the flip side. You get commissioned on that, right? Yeah, of course. All right. I'll send okay. it to you. All right. Thanks. Right, thanks, thanks. See you.